This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast, a week late. My name is RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And this is episode 66. Should be 67, but we are bad planners. Actually, it's not our fault. It is. <laughs> totally our fault. The only one calling it our fault or not our fault is you. You're the one making a thing of it. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're back. Uh, also a day late. So. So we're like, we, we're eight days late. I got home last night, though, from a trip. So. Didn't. Yeah, last night. Oh, yeah, wow. I know. And so, yeah, I went on. a. So we knew her trip was coming up, but then I was on kind of an emergency work trip that butted right up against her trip. We saw each other for what, like three hours? Yeah. And then she went. So we yeah. were not prepared. No, it didn't end well. Anyway, um, for this week in the news, I'm kind of winging it. Um, there's like two, no, three big reports coming out uh, of UAPs or UFOs, I guess. Um and this is like, I don't know why they're leaking so much right now. Maybe it's because it's like in like before the actual official report comes out. But um, some more footage from the military has come out with um, these uh, UAPs. And one of them is uh, pictures from the cockpit of, an, of a fighter jet. Mm -hmm. um, this one was confirmed, but it's essentially uh, the, this pilot is taking pictures of what is just a shiny blimp kind of like a tic tac yeah um outside of his canopy and people are like oh photoshopped or lens fire or whatever but the government confirmed that it's a uap oh, wow. um and then the other one uh both of these has uh george knapp you know that dude that's yep. in everything with aliens uh, uh -huh. from vegas um and from the bob lazar story um but uh <clears throat> there's another one with the uh, glowing pyramids that are like surrounding a u.s navy navy ship i haven't seen if that one's confirmed yet but yeah so a bunch more uap stuff is leaking mm -hmm. um i'm really excited for this report but yeah, that's cool. uh but yeah the ua uh the uap that's like the shiny blimp um it fits all the same descriptions it has no um visible like means of propulsion um and it's able to do stuff that we can't do so um oh and also a uh, former intelligence director was quoted as saying, um, no, there were a couple things that came out. It was an article I read, but one of them was he was quoted as saying that uh, he had to look into a pilot whose aircraft was paused midair. What? Yeah. So I'm going to look into that and see if that those the birds and the airplanes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he thinks. But I mean, the pilot thinks it was a UAP that did it. Right. To him. Um, or. The tractor beams from either Star Wars or Independence Day. No, it wasn't a tractor beam. Ran Randy Quaid was flying into the. Into the. The blasty thing. You've uh -huh. seen it, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of cor First off, I've watched it with you. <laughs> of course, yeah. But I watch yes, it yearly. I watched it with my dad a lot. Yeah, it's such a good movie. It's a very good movie. Anyway, did you know that, uh, you know how everyone misquotes him by saying welcome to Earth? Like just making a bad Will Smith voice. Yeah, right. He like very clearly says Earth. Huh. Like I, I saw this thing that was like everybody says welcome to Earth, but like they played it and it was like very a very clear Earth. Hmm. Anyway. It's like one of those um Mandela. Except racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Um 
<laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's real. Um, <laughs> anyways. Anyways. What else did I say? So, yeah, aliens are real, though. For real. Like, come well, on. Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you. Look at all this evidence. You, you, you're talking to the wrong person. I know. I agree I know, with you. But, babe, like. There's think. people out there who legitimately are like, there's no possible way. Maybe I think for a lot of people, it's like an ignorance is bliss thing. Because I believe and I'm terrified. I don't want them to be real. Yeah, but they clearly are watching us. I get that. And I'm willing to admit that. But I understand people who aren't. But, but because they, I'm very just, scared. OK, so think about this real quick. That blimp picture, right? Mm hmm. Which <laughs> let me just I mean, whatever. Crap. Edit that. <laughs> let me just show it to you. Yeah. So, like, look at this picture. Like. Look how close it is to his canopy. Like, right. And he's flying towards it. Like. And I don't like that. You're telling me that the, the this pilot can't tell you that it's like, oh, it's a hot air balloon or yeah, something. Exactly. Like, of course it isn't. I know. Like it's it, that's creepy. That's a creepy picture. Also. Yeah, I don't like it. The fact that um, it's one of the first ones, at least military confirmed. I think it's the first one that's military confirmed that isn't in infrared. Like this is a full blown high def color picture. It kind of looks like something that um, the villains on like Power Rangers would send out. It does look like, like flying a drone. up in the sky. Like a drone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, if you want to look at it, just just type in UAP confirmed and it'll be the first color photo that you see. Um, but it's creepy like to think about like, well, so it may just be an unmanned drone. Like, let's be real. Right. Like, so let's yeah. like I said, let's just assume this is aliens because it would almost have to be. I mean, like, so, you know, because the the common thing that people are saying is, well, what if it's Russia or China? I'm telling you, if Russia or China could do a non like visible propulsion based thing, they would have capitalized on it. Both of them would have. Oh, yeah. Specifically, China would sell it. Right. And then Russia, of course, would have done something nefarious with it, which, of course, they could be doing. You can make that argument. But I'm telling you, like both of them are productive enough. Like they wouldn't just sit on this tech. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Um. But anyway, so look at this picture and then think about one. It's probably an unmanned drone, but God, what is controlling it? Right. But then the second right. thing is like, let's say it's not unmanned. Like, look at like something is in there. Like, yeah, how does I, that not freak you out? No, I hate that. I more than don't like it. I, I hate it. It makes me upset. There's more pictures. Hang on. I don't, don't want to see any more pictures. Um. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, I mean, it just blows my mind. It's a color photograph that's this close, and the U.S. government confirmed it. Nuts. Well, I mean, like, how close are we to just the understanding that there's, that they're there? Yeah, I just wonder what that entails. Like, it's never what? been this close. Yeah. Like, in the history of UFO, you know what I mean? Like, the government is straight up, like, throwing up their hands and just being like, we, yeah, we don't know. Like, that's the end of it. We just don't know. I mean, like stuff has happened, like the whole, you you know, the White House thing that we did before, like th there have been things that the government's like, we don't know. But like right. this is just different. Like this is a conglomeration of massive amounts of events. And I think what it is, is they're preempting the fact that like with this camera technology, like the way cameras are now, you can't hide it forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there's another one. I'm going to do a story soon on it, but um, they have satellite photographs of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just like. That's crazy. Like, it's going to be within our lifetimes, probably soon. Like, it, I think it's just going to be a well-known thing. That's like, no, we're being observed and there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> like, that's such a weird thing to wrap your head around. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It's just outside of the realm. I, I mean, it's it's very quickly becoming outside of the realm of like speculation. Like, what is that? 
You know right. what I mean? I, I, I just don't. Like, and that's the thing, too, is it's existed so long in the realm of speculation, speculation that, like, it's hard for me to make my mind to just be like, no, this is a thing that's happening. You know, mm-hmm. like we have proof right there. Right. So weird. Anyway, what are you talking about this week? I am talking about the Dozier School of Boys. Okay. And I am talking about the Invisible Fangs. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the Dozier School for Boys. Not, Not of, of boys. boys. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it was of boys also, but sure. Yeah. I don't think they'd say it was for them. So. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, them, I think they'd them. argue that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so this one hails from my homeland. Well, I guess it's not anymore my majority homeland. Can't talk about it. What? Can't talk about it. Me being Chinese? Yeah. I've talked about it. I know, but you can't like too much. <laughs> I can't too much. It's a little bit of a Well, secret. now you know. <laughs> now you're making it weird. <laughs> anyway, um... This one's from the Philippines again, which we've done some from the Philippines, but this some one's from the Philippines. sketchy stuff that happens in the Philippines. And uh, my source is from AnomalyInfo.com and then also the good and reputable Wikipedia. But they hey. reference some stuff. So is, um, is, is our sources ever not partially Wikipedia? I've literally never used Wikipedia. This is the first time ever. Seriously? Yeah, it's just because they have a good timeline. Oh, I use it every time. I just don't add it because it's Wikipedia. Like I like I use other sources and then I come back to Wikipedia to be like check it and then as long as it equals or if i see something in wikipedia and see another source i find it almost every time like i look at wikipedia it just doesn't have anything juicy so i never use it um anyway you were that kid in high school weren't you that didn't use wikipedia yes wikipedia sucked when we were in high school babe. what are you talking about yeah it like had nothing boy no i've never used wikipedia academically don't talk to me doesn't work sounds good it does it does work (laughs) you just don't know (laughs) um Okay, so from approximately May 9th to May 18th, uh, 1953, a young woman named Clarita Villanueva in Manila uh, was apparently attacked and bitten by two strange beings that only she could see. All initial information of this bizarre event came from two press releases that hit the newspaper, hit newspapers worldwide on May 19th and May 20, again, uh, 1953. Um And the story, as told in the initial releases, ran like this. So this is a quote, right? Okay. The mayor of Manila, Mr. Arsenio Laxon, uh, had heard that an 18 year old woman was being held in the city's jail on vagrancy charges and had claimed for the past nine days that she was being attacked by invisible creatures that would bite her. She described her invisible attackers as, quote, a very big, dark man with curly hair all over the body and, quote, a body with an angelic face and a big mustache, end quote. On Monday, May 18th, the ninth day of Villanueva's incarceration, Laxon called to have her brought to his office so that he and the chief medical examiner, Mariano Lara, among other observers, could talk to her and see the wounds for themselves. Within 15 minutes of arriving, Villanueva started to scream she was being attacked again. While Mayor Laxon was sitting next to her, quote, she writhed and then laughed as if she had been tickled and then stated that the things were taking turns biting her. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a normal, just she thinks it's spirits, but she's crazy, right? Yeah. Well, here's what differentiates it. Laxon was shocked to see what appeared to be human bite marks that he knew Villanueva had not made herself because one was on her neck. 
and the other was on her index finger that appeared while Laxon was holding her hand. What? His palm was covered was covering the digit when the wound appeared. Laxon later stated that Lara, who was not a superstitious man, was uh, scared stiff by the events. A photo that was run in just a few papers reporting the event appears to have been taken by newsmen who were present for the examination. Clarita Villanueva is a person being restrained in the foreground by poli- by a police doctor and nurse. Mayor Laxon is a man with glasses on. After the strange attacks appeared to have ceased, Villanueva was asked to try to draw what her attackers attackers looked like. But according to Mayor Laxon, the pencil flew out of her hands, so no image was ever drawn. Laxon was quoted as saying, quote, what it is is beyond me. This is something that goes way back to the dark, dim past. Laxon, end quote. Laxon planned on asking the archbishop to perform an exorcism, and only one article I've encountered added that Lara commented, Quote, I always thought this was a world. This uh, thought of this world is a visible thing, but here is something unknown, a force unseen yet felt. End quote. Employing Lara agreed with Laxon's assessment, assessment that the problem was supernatural. The same article claimed Laxon said Villanueva had been examined by specialists and pronounced mentally sound. Only a few papers reported a further examination made of Clarita Villanueva on the day after her visit to Mayor Laxon's office. On Tuesday, May 19th, Villanueva was in the center of a crowd of, quote, about 100 medical specialists, nurses and pressmen, uh, end quote, when she was described by Rodolfo Nazareno, uh, one of the pressmen there for the United Press, as tensing up, collapsing and going into trances. Also present at this gathering were Dr. Zagiri and Dr. Goduko, who... Both were from the National Center for Mental Health, established in 1928 and referred to variously as the, quote, National Psychic Hospital or National Hospital for the Insane by the newspapers. Mm -hmm. During her trances, uh, Zagiri picked up Villanueva or pricked Villanueva with pins and she gave no response. Villanueva told Dr. Godoku um, that she was being, quote, punished by a very big dark, hairy, handsome man who tells me to do things. I see him often, morning, noon, and night. It sounds like a pretty, pretty prisoner. (laughs) (laughs) One punch man. Um, Anyway, Zaguri observed a bite-like mark on the right side of the nape of Villanueva's neck, and Godoku, I'm probably butchering these names, uh, and Zaguri uh, concluded that instead of being bitten by invisible attackers, Villanueva was actually suffering from a nervous disorder known as hysterical fugue, or hysteria psychoneurosis and that what was being mistaken for quote unquote bite marks on her skin were actually quote only changes in skin coloring caused by the nervous fits. In other words, her mind was manifesting bruises. Okay. Which, uh, this mental state, I'll, I'll keep reading. This mental state they claimed was brought on by Villanueva's desperate need to escape from the life she was trapped in. When Villanueva was given a pencil and paper on this occasion, she bit and chewed the paper and tried to bite the pencil. One of the two doctors, uh, newspapers didn't specify which, claimed he could cure Villanueva if given enough time. Mariana Lana, or Lara, the chief medical examiner who was present on May 18th to witness the attacks in Mayor Laxon's office, was reported to disagree with the assessment of both the doctors and was quoted as saying of the marks, I think they are the work of some earthly, unearthly being. The idea that Villanueva was in, quote, a hysterical fugue is an interesting one. Uh, The implication being that the marks on her body were being interpreted as bite marks were, in fact, bruises and wounds imprinted into her skin by her own mind. While this sounds like it would be a good explanation for where the wounds were coming from, uh, without requiring an invisible attacker, there's only one major problem. The very belief that the human mind can cause wounds to manifest on the human body is still very unproven and hotly debated. So the explanation offered by the doctors 
didn't even sound like anything that could happen. It just sounded good. Uh, all of which sums up um, much of the matter, which was spread worldwide by newspaper. However, no follow up ever appeared in the news services that first ran this story. And uh, w- and then the article concludes, which is not to say that the story ended. Um, but yeah, so it just kind of disappeared after that. So here's the timeline. On May 10th, uh, Claridon Villanueva was arrested on charges of vagrancy, and it was unclear, however, if she was also arrested on charges of prostitution, but that's suspected. Okay. <clears throat> Nine days later, May 19th, Claridon was surrounded by the 100 medical specialists or whatever. May 18th, I don't know why it's listed this way. May 18th was when the attacks happened in the uh, uh, office. Uh, May 20th, um, Oh, no. Okay, so hold on. This is conflicting information. So on May 18th, it said on the article I saw. Uh Uh-huh. That's whenever they went to the. uh, When when they were at the mayor's office, but this other source says that on May 20th was when um, they brought her to the city morgue. And that's when the mayor witnessed the uh, attacks happen on her. But anyway, uh, by May 22, uh, after three days of confrontation, um, they said that there was a miracle of God came upon her. And Clarita said, quote, he uh, the devil right, uh-huh. went that way and he's gone. And the third day uh, was the final time the demons tormented her before fleeing in defeat. Apparently, three days after these attacks. All right. Yeah. So Clarita Villanueva, was, uh, her mother was a spiritist and a fortune teller, and she never knew her father. Uh, when she was 12 years old, her mother died, forcing her into a life of prostitution. Um, she did not have immediate family to take care of her and became a, va- became a vagabond. Uh, <clears throat> from her island province home, she made her way into the capital city of Manila in the summer of 1953, looking for her father and settled in the district of Malate. Um Clarita was frequenting the bars and taverns of the city and soliciting men. Um, one morning, she mistakenly offered her service to a plainclothes police officer and was incarcerated. Um, according to the grandson of the judge who handled who handled Clarita's case, she was possessed in the middle of a hearing, and Clarita described her attackers as big hairy men with curly hair all over their body. All right, crazy, right? Yeah, Clarita was. <laughs> you think so? Yes. I'm not saying that maybe some other things were happening, but yeah. So what I think she could have done was uh, just like if you dig your. Yes. Yeah. Like that's what if dig, you, what are, he was putting his fingers into his fingernails on his neck. Her. But yeah. No, I'm saying you were to show. Oh, yeah. People yeah, can't see you. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think she was just digging her hands into her neck to make bite marks and then everybody yeah, got probably. But still, it's a cool story. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um. So, again, playing like. Do do you think there could be anything that malicious? That's unseen. I just always feel like if there is things that are that malicious that are unseen, they would. Do it more often. I think they'd be manifesting more. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like like when you watch those ghost shows and they're like, oh, something scratched me. And then it shows a big scratch on their back. Like, why they only scratch you? There's six of you walking around. I just feel like if there was malicious things, they would be. So what do you think about the alarm clock cord that hit me? Because that's the only that's the thing I always go back to. How the hell did that happen? I don't know. I don't either. I don't I don't know. I think people can argue that, like, there's different moments where they have stronger power. They only can do certain things at certain times or whatever. But like, I don't 
I got nothing. Because I would agree with you. I mean, I think it would just happen more often. Like, okay, for instance, I lived in the house for 13 years. It only it happened, happened once. once right? right. But it's like, but it did happen. And it was very strange. Yeah. And it was like an undeniable thing. I mean, I wasn't moving. So there's no way for that cord to hit me. So I don't know. I mean, that's really the thing that I always like, no matter what I think about, like ghosts or demons or whatever it may be like, that's the one experience that I have to go back to. And I think that that's really what changes it for most of us is whenever you have that one experience that you can't deny. Um, Because, I mean, that's just different than like, you know, oh, you know, this bucket fell off a shelf or whatever. Like that could have been anything, but like this couldn't have been anything I can think of. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. So, um, yeah, that just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't, I don't know how that works, but I do think Clarita Villanueva was crazy or pretending to be crazy. Yeah, because she got better all of a sudden. Super super fast. Yeah, Yeah, she may have just, I don't know, you know, I mean, she's a, she started she out a panic attack. Well, also you know? she started out as a twelve-year-old girl with nothing. Yeah. I mean, she she could have like she, manifested some serious. No, crap. but uh, not just that, but also like she had to find ways to make money and yeah. to get her name out there, and like really prostitution wasn't working out too well for her. So, yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah, there yeah, was a chance really she was just trying to get attention and trying to get any amount of money or fame she could because she didn't have much. Yeah, I think the. Uh, I think the alien stuff was more compelling, but you know, it's a Filipino story. So yeah, figured I would go with it. It was interesting. Anyway, um, we don't need a break. Go on, right? Oh, snap. Even if we have a break, Artie's not going to tell you about it. Nope, no break. Let's go. So I'm doing the Dozier School for Boys or the Arthur G. Dozier School for Boys. Um, it was a reform school built in Mariana, Florida on January 1st of 1900. Uh, the campus was built on 1,400 acres and uh, was built, like had two separate buildings. And the reason at the time was because one was for white students and one was for black students. Uh, it was first overseen by five commissioners appointed by the governor, who at the time was William Dunnington... How do you say it when it's like a B-I-O-X? Bo. Boham. Okay. Um, I knew it wasn't. B-I? B-I-O-X-H-A-M. B-I-O-X-H-A-M. I, I just assumed, I just jumped to Bo because I heard the B and the X, but that's not. That's actually like Boyham. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to go with that. Um, eventually, it just got to the point where it was just overseen by the governor, um, and then it, it got moved around a lot by who was in charge of it. Um, so the school was open for boys with quote unquote behavior problems, which is very wide, especially starting all the way back in 1900. Like that was at the time when women were, you know, sent to mental institutions because they said no to their husbands. So, um, I mean, literally name anybody back in the 1900s and I'll show you somebody that had quote unquote behavioral problems. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? Um, and I, this just, it, it at the beginning, it housed boys from the ages of three to twenty-one, which just like, how do you send a three-year-old? That's baby Cole, man. Almost, yeah. Like that could that kid could still be in diapers. Probably was. And they're at a reform school. What could you even do at three? But then at the same time, what does a three-year-old not do that needs to be reformed? All of it. Yeah. Literally, their entire personality. Just send all the three-year-olds. Your whole job is to tell them, "Don't be the thing that you are right now." <laughs> my parents got me a shirt that said, "I think my name is No No." Yeah. There you go. That's a horrible shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and a German flag shirt. Why the hell did I have that? Who knows? Okay. Um, so they said it like these problems ranged from truancy to running away from home to smoking cigarettes. No. If you're, truancy, three, and, if you're three and smoking cigarettes, you probably should go to the um, freaking home. 
You would have been sent I there was so super fast. You yeah. were, yeah, very truant. So in 1903, so only three years after they opened, they got their first report of abuse, stating that many of the children were kept in leg irons, like the things that they always show old prisoners yeah. in. Um, and then in the first 13 years of being open, the school was investigated by the state six times. Wow. Um, the reports say that the children were being raped, beat, tortured, and even murdered, as well as some of the staff. Um, so, but there's just so many reports some of the staff. time from other staff. What yeah, a horrible yeah, place. Yeah. Um, and there's so many reports over the entire time this place is open that yeah. just nothing happens or they say like, we'll do better. And then it's just not better. Um, in 1914, there was a fire in one of the dormitories that killed six students and two of the staff members. I think that's mostly what they were talking about with the staff. Um, hmm. So at this time, the school was also renamed the Florida Industrial School for Boys, and then later it became the Florida School for Boys. So in 1929, an 11-room concrete building was built as a detention center, kind of, and it was mostly, it was hold, it was made to house the violent students. Um, students called this building the White House. It is believed that this is where most of the beatings and torture of the children happened. Um, so then we skip from 1929 to 1955. A second campus was opened in a town called Okeechobee. Mm. I don't. That's the best. O-K-E-E. No, it is. It's Okeechobee. Okay. That's yeah. a real, you know that place? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, in 1966, the buildings were unsegregated because that's when, you know. We said we could all be in one place together. Um, in 1968, Florida Governor Claude Kirk went to visit the school and said it was overcrowded, had poor conditions, and, quote, somebody should have blown the whistle a long time ago, end quote. And yet, didn't blow the whistle. I'm very confused as to how you could walk in a building, think those things, and just say, this should stay open. And that was 1968. This stayed open for a lot longer. <laughs> He just walked out and was like, for the record, this place sucks. Yeah, and then he just right. kept but like, then he also said, like not, did nothing about not it. Not my problem. Yeah, exactly. Even though it literally is but your problem. For, for the record, though. So at the time, it, ha- it held um, 564 boys, ranging from 10 to 16. Um, to kind of give you context, by the time the place closed, there was 150. So I'm assuming that's closer to what it should have been. Right. And it was 564. So the overcrowding must have been... Horrifying. Um, so in 1967, the White House closed since corporal punishment was no longer, quote unquote, allowed. Um, so the whole building shut down. Yeah. Like that's all that happened in there. Yeah, that's all it was. It was literally just a torture. building. Tor- yeah. Wow. Um, and it became a storage room. There was Jeez. also a cemetery on the north side of the land known as Boot Hill Cemetery. Most of the graves there are unmarked and the records of uh, the 100 that are marked aren't very conclusive. So it's like um, most of them, it's like. A bunch died from the Spanish flu, uh, the fire, things like that. But a lot of them are very sketchy. Like the reports are sketchy. Um, I mean, once you put just unmarked graves on a place, like right, crap's going right. to We're going to talk about that. So um, in 1982, there was another investigation uh, where it was found that the boys were being hogtied and left in isolation for weeks at a time. Gosh. Weeks. Yeah. Uh, at this time, the school had boys from the ages of 13 to 21, and it had 103 attending the school. In 1994, the school was placed under the management of the Florida Department of Juvenile Justice. So it became kind of, it became at that time a juvie, like a juvenile detention center, when before it was just like a home for 
wayward people kind of thing. Um, so it housed 135 inmates. Um, most of the boys who were there were convicted of rape or committing, quote, lewd acts of, with children, end quote. Um, in 1998, a student lost his right arm in a washing machine. So there was a lawsuit up against them on that, and he won. The kid did. And then in April 2007, the superintendent and another employee were fired for allegations of abuse of the inmates. Um, this was when the state finally officially acknowledged that abuse had happened at the school. It was 2007. Wow. The school opened in 1900. Jeez. And there'd been reports starting three years after it opened. And yet like now. It's like the worst Hogwarts. It really is. Of course, um, it would be in Florida. So around this time, some of the boys who had attended the school back in the 50s and 60s, they uh, called themselves the White House Boys. They began to speak out against the school and talk about the abuse they suffered. So the group at one point had over 400 members. Um, they talked about being whipped by guards with three foot long belts made of leather and metal. They claimed that the whippings were so bad that sometimes their underwear would get embedded in their skin. Uh, one student claimed he saw a boy trapped in a running laundry dryer and that like the boy died. Like he was not moving um, other than around in the dryer, I guess. Uh a student also claimed he's, uh, oh, sorry, many claimed to be whipped until they lost consciousness. And if they cried, they get whipped harder. Some claimed there was a room called the rape room in the White House um, where boys would be sexually abused by guards. And um, some of these people, like one of at least one of these people who who said that this happened to them at the time were nine, nine years old. Um, in 2009, the school failed its annual inspection. Annual. Yeah. The reason was that the school had failed to deal properly with the complaints of the boys there, including mistreatment by the guards. 109 years of past annual inspections. Mm -hmm, that they passed. Wow. And that's not including the like the other inspections that they came for because they got called there because everyone was saying these kids are being abused and murdered and raped. Jeez. Um, so just to kind of give you an idea of what these people were saying. So in... Uh, the U.S. Department of Justice conducted a survey of 195 U.S. facilities, including the Florida School for Boys. According to its 2010 report, 11.3 percent of boys surveyed at the school reported that they had been subject to sexual abuse by staff using force in the last 12 months. And 10.3 reported that they have been subject to it without the use of force. 2.2 percent reported sexual victimization by another inmate. Um, the state attempted to merge the school with another juvenile facility, uh, but because of budgetary limitations, they just ended up having to close on June 30th, 2011. Um, any remaining inmates were transferred to other facilities. I just want to like emphasize the fact that this place was closed because of budget, not because a hundred years later too. of all the allegations. Literally in 2009, they failed. Jeez. And yet they were still open for two more years. And that's 2011. That's the year before we got married. Wow. That this place was still open. <sighs> Blows my mind. Um, so in 2012, the state authorized a forensic anthropology survey. Um, could be done by the University of South Florida because of the high number of deaths and unmarked graves at the school. They identified 55 burial grounds, most of them outside of the cemetery, like around in the forest around it. And documented nearly 100 deaths at the school. In 2016, they gave permission to dig up some of the graves and made seven DNA matches with family members of boys who had died there and 14 presumptive identifications of remains. On April 26, 2017, the state of Florida held a formal ceremony to apologize to two dozen survivors and to families of other victims. Um, and then in 2019, another 
27 suspected graves were found on the property. The second campus that opened in that town, that, what is it? The, Okeechobee? There you go. Is still open. Yeah. Wow. Also, there was a um, documentary done about it that was illegal in the States up until a few years ago. It's nuts, man. How? Like, most of the time when we read these things, it's like, it got closed in the early 60s. It got here's what, closed. Here's what we'll do. Let's send Sterling and Cole to the open one. Oh, my God. As our correspondence. With, like, little microphones? Yes. <laughs> we just hear Sterling talking. That's how we would hear I know, nonstop. Yeah, I... It, like, blows my... Like, yeah, normally when we talk about these, like, institutions and stuff, it was yeah. so long ago. Well, you, I remember specifically there was one we talked about that closed down in the 80s, and we were like, wow, that's so recent. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I can't believe that was open that long. Right. 2011. Jeez. Like, I was well, in the, one's still open. You know. I mean. And who knows about that one? Jeez. But in 2011, I was an adult. We need to watch that documentary. We do. But it makes me really sad. And the, the White House boys are out here, like, they've done a bunch of stuff. They're filing lawsuits and fighting and Good. speaking out and all kinds of stuff, which I think is what needs to happen. And for any, if anyone is listening to this, who knows people who went there, I'm. It wasn't a good time. And I'm very sorry. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, that one almost feels like, like we were talking about it. And at first I was like, I don't know if this fits our, our show, but I was like, that almost almost feels like conspiracy theory. Like how is this getting covered up? Also well, the, the, the inspections, the whistleblowing that well, didn't matter. Like, it was owned by the government the yeah. whole time. Yeah. No, even, it's definitely in our wheelhouse. Right? Because it's definitely like, how was this, get, how was everything getting swept under the rug so much? I mean, six allegations in 13 the, years. That's the main thing about freaking organizations of any particular size is like, your bad crap gets swept under the rug. I like, think, that's just what happens. I mean, we talk about it like this, but I'm not going to go too deep into this because it can cause some issues. But I mean, our prison system isn't. Yeah. Right. I think when the... I mean, you're looking at a microcosm of the same stuff that happens. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it. I feel like we just don't know what to do with the people that we've well, deemed... Well, like, privatized prisons aren't any better, right? Like, it's right. just... Anytime you give... I mean, look at the Sanford prison experiment. Right. Like, just messed up stuff happens. Well, and I think... It's just like, I think in the world, we look at people that we have deemed don't fit into what we think should be society, and we just don't know, and people just don't know what to do, especially parents, I think, and especially back then when it was just acceptable to like, I mean, when people well, were, when it was more acceptable to sweep your quote unquote problems yes. under the well, rug also, than it was to have a problem. Well, also you know? it was very much like, like, you know, you were either completely sane or you were in a mental institution. Mm -hmm. There was no such thing right. as like meds. I'm just dealing with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and the meds were cocaine. Right. Like there was no meds. There was no, like I talked to my therapist every week. No, there was, I pretend to be totally normal and fine. Or I go to a, I go to a mental institution yeah. and never leave. So, Oh, and Polly mentioned about like uh, lobotomies still like happen. Yeah, <laughs> remember that? Yeah, comment I know. she made. She's nuts. like seen lobotomies happen. Blows my mind. Yeah, nuts. Um, anyway, Just sad. Kind of a depressing, sad world. I had another one that I talked about like this that made me. I can't remember what it was, but it made me really sad like this, and that's how I feel. Like it's super interesting, but I almost don't want to know anything we were both more about really it. Really sad after American Diet Love. Yeah. Oh, I think that was it for me. Yeah. Because like researching one. it and then having to talk about it just felt icky. It was just sad. Well, it was really sad. Especially that um, mentally challenged boy in American Dialogue. Yeah. You don't remember? Yeah. No, I know. I remember. Yeah, it was pretty awful. Anyway, don't listen to that episode. It was back when we Wait, sucked. Wait, hold on. They all were. Oh, yeah. But I mean, the one that like lasted longest. Oh, yeah. Also, I think he was the one that 
Maybe not. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah, it was all very sad. It was a long just time ago like for this. us. Um, it's just sad to know that these boys suffered. Oh, because it's they, awful. Yeah. Because they skipped school too much. Well, and who even knows if that was really what it, what it was. Right. Like, it could have been nothing. It could have just been like, I don't like your attitude. Because back then, again, there was, like you said, it was so, we sweep things under the rug that, yeah. And we say back then, like, it wasn't. Well, I mean, depending on who it is, it could be now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one, Ugh. the facility's still open, but two, people still do that crap. Um, all right, well, on that high note. <laughs> <laughs> on that extremely <laughs> on that, depressing on that note. terrible disappointment, as Jeremy Clarkson okay, would say. I you're allowed to finish our episodes like that. Well, I'm not making money off of it. Also, it's my company. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Um, yeah, so from one Amazonian to another on that terrible disappointment. Um, all right, well, y'all have a good week, and sorry mm-hmm. we're late. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Bye. La, la, la.